0: Chapter 9 Master Gerard? you was Lord the Upto's son and heir? For a moment, Peter stood, utterly stunned. Then rage kicked in, tightening his mouth, setting his cheeks aflame. What a riot! He told himself, dressing up and playing Panty Boy to amuse himself, and all at my expense. Pyotr turned and ran from the kitchen, and then leapt up the back stair to hammer on Carrick's door. I should have known not to trust you, he cried, when Gerard let him in. What do you mean? Come in over here to have your fun. Wasn't there enough in Stanley Bar? Gerard flinched. I didn't want to deceive you, he said quietly in his normal accents now. Oh, la dar, So why the clothes? Why the funny talk? My father won't allow me to come over here. So Lef sneaked me out, disguised. Lef? He's my friend. Wren ha. More seven, more like, I bet. Oh, he looks after me, Gerard admitted. But he truly is my friend. My only friend. Until I met you. And he brought you here? Some friend. It was for my birthday. It's what I wanted most. You can't stop lying, can you? piotr sneered. Why would such as you want to come here? To meet Essie and Carrick and hear about Gone. You see, I wanted to... Gerard faltered. To go on a quest and be a hero sounded foolish, coming from behind Carrick's chamber door. "'There you go again,' Piotr cried. "'It was just a joke, Carrick said so, and all that talk of trusting you. "'You never said a word to me about it.' "'Please understand.' Gerard begged. It's not just my secret, it's Lef's too. I don't want to get him into trouble. Rubbish! You're more likely thinking of yourself. i bet he doesn't even know you're here. That's true, Gerard conceded. He's away. And so I took the chance to come back on my own. To find you. Look, he went on. If I had told you who I really was, would you have given me the time of day? Beota's face was stony. Oh, don't make friends with liars and cheats. He wrenched open the door. I'm really off now. And don't come after me, you He called, running down the stair. From the inn, Piotr continued downhill and on through the market, heading for the docks. A foolish thing to do, downright reckless, in fact. But Piotr was angry. Oh, never should have trusted him, or never will again, he muttered angrily. On he raced down to the boardwalk's end. He was at the door of Hannon Whitlock's shed when he sensed them. He turned to flee, but out they came from the shadows and seized him. Let me go, Piotr shouted, kicking furiously, but it was no use. One man threw Piotr over his shoulder like a half-filled grain sack and carried him back along the empty boardwalk, headed for the shore. Peter struggled and called out, until the other man stuck a fist in his face. "'Shut your mouth, or you'll be seeing stars.' "'He isn't the one, Dreg,' he went on. "'Not the one Gremlins really after.' "'Oh, no, Falco, Dreg replied, "'but he's better nothing.' Two more, and another wagon's filled. The men left the boardwalk and turned right down a winding way that ran along a low bluff overlooking the lake. Piotr peered out into the dark, wondering how far down the water was and whether he could jump. tightened his grip try it and you'll be sorry he warned he came to a row of long low sheds derelict old smoke houses where fishermen used to cure their catch over bins of glowing charcoal the men went down to the very end shed Where Falco undid the padlock, and dragged aside the creaky doors. The air inside was dank, and smelled of fish and soot. Dreg dropped Piotr to the boards, then tied him up, while Falco lit two grimy lamps. By their light. Piotr made out huddled shapes lying all around. Men, women, and children, some barely old enough to walk. These were the people who had disappeared. Now here they were, lying like the morning catch. Of a dead? Falco laughed hoarsely, in a manner of speaking. "'Will we ever wake up?' "'In a manner of speaking,' Falco repeated, winking at Dreg. "'Tell me,' Piotr demanded loudly, determined not to let them see how scared he was. "'Tell me what you mean.' Fulco bent over him, veins bulging, flesh flushing dark in the sallow lamplight. When Gremla comes, she'll give you nice blue droppies and you'll go off to sleep, lot that lot. And when you wake up, Your worries will be over. What do you mean? Haruku bent lower. You'll be miles from home, with no hope of coming back. That you won't care, because you won't remember anything, not even your name. Piotr twisted, straining at his ropes. Now look, Volko, Greg said. You've gone and scared him. He'll cheer up with his pal to keep him company. His pal? Did Volko mean Gerard? But you can't, he's... Piotr broke off. Volko grinned. We know who he is full well. Dreg pulled on Falco's arm. We better go. The wagons will be here within the hour. The shed door banged and the padlock grated shut. Peota rolled about, trying to slip his ropes, but they were too stout to give. He lay back with a groan. He never should have run off like that. Never should have been so quick with Ger. jer Peter made a wry face. How could he have let himself be taken in? Still, what if Master Gerard had spoken true, had wanted to come for so long and not been allowed. He'd not have thought a lord's son would want for anything. But Leotr had been wise to keep Ger in the citadel. Piotr himself had warned Ger over and over how dangerous the quarter was, even for a servant boy. But for a lake, Lord's son. That woman, Gremler, had likely been waiting her chance to catch her for some time. I have to get out and warn him," the otter muttered, struggling afresh against his bindings. As he did so. The padlock rattled. Piotr braced himself, waiting for the lock to snap and the door to scrape aside. And still he waited, growing puzzled now. Whoever it was seems to be having trouble with the lock. At last came a soft call. Piotr, it's me. Gerard, draw the windows quick. Wait. Panes shattered around the side, and there was the late lord's son and heir clambering over the sill. In moments, Gerard had untied Piotr's ropes, and they were running from the shed. They just reached the cliffs when the men came lumbering up towards them, each shouldering an unconscious form. Piotr pulled Gerard to the cliff edge. Jump! he cried, and they were just about to leap into the lake when a familiar voice called out behind them, Raise up, lads! It's me, Carrick." Gerard turned. Watch out! Behind you, snatchers! The tinker, smiling, dismissed the snatchers with a wave, and taking Gerard's arm, drew him. From the cliff edge. How did you find me? Gerard beckoned to Beyotta, but instinct made that one stay put. Was it the tinker's voice or the way he stood? Something wasn't right. Dieu! Beyotta sounded warning. The tinker's shape wavered, then dissolved into ghostly smoke that whirled and glimmered in the dark. Before Gerard could draw another breath, that shape reformed and there, the woman in the cape. Get the other boy, she shouted, seizing Gerard's arm afresh. Gerard struggled vainly to free himself. Jump, Piotr, jump! For a stricken moment, Piotr stood torn. Which way? The men lunged. Piotr jumped. For a moment, he was falling, chill air fanning his face. Then with a shock that snatched his breath and numbed his thought, he hit the icy waters of the lake.